FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 428 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snick it. <laughs> I'm your host, Jason, and I'm joined once again. Don't call it a comeback, but we have the Excalibros, Dan and Georgie. Hi guys. Hey. hey. Welcome back. I know it's been a while since we've been able to sit down and blame most of that on the, uh, the Arctic Vortex, but um, how are y'all? Not too bad. Good. Doing all right. Good, good, good. Well, um, we're not going to cover everything. We kind of, I or I, I, you can you can put all the blame or acclaim on me. Uh, kind of went through our list and kind of cherry picked what I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> and so, we, um, Dan and I thank you for that. By the way. <laughs> and so that's not to say that some of the stuff we dropped off will never come back to. Well, it's kind of play by ear. But I um, definitely wanted to make sure we had time to uh, to catch up on the books we're enjoying the most and um, have some good conversation about that. So um, that's kind of the plan for today. Um, and it's been a while. Any any opening catch-up thoughts y'all want to throw out about, uh, I guess, Reign of X in general? Um, Reign of X in general. Boy. Boy. Um, well, Cable's been canceled. That's kind of sad. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Adam X continues to be a mystery to me, but apparently um, I've been told off, and he's amazing, according to his only two fans. Um, <laughs> so, Fabian Nicieza and Brett Booth both tweeted at you? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like awesome. it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, uh, next time we get together, we'll be talking about Children of the Atom, so that'll be fun. Finally, that book. Yeah, finally. Um, and when does uh, when does X Core come out? Or is that that's what it's called, right? I'm having a yeah. yeah. I don't. Okay. I, I don't know. When does that come out? Anyway, Dan, any ideas? <laughs> no, no, I'm still waiting. So, that's I, our I'm level of enthusiasm. <laughs> that's how excited we are about that book. When's it coming out? Yeah. <laughs> I just I've seen the front cover and I'm still deciding whether it's X Corp or X Core, depending on how I feel about on any given day. Um, I'm more excited about Way of X because it's uh, Nightcrawler oh, yes. and yeah, Psych- oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm kind of like I don't care about the rest of them. Um, to be fair, I just want my bamping back. That's right. I hope we'll finally have uh, something to do, and hopefully not all the art will be that dark. But I guess we'll we'll see when we get there. And I don't mean dark like as in tone. I mean dark as in to the eyeballs. <laughs> like it's really the preview pages are just really saturated in shadow and hard to hard to make. Well, out. talking talking about there's already been talking about coloring. There's already been slight controversy. We've the Xbox have had the problem with um, uh, Storm skin, skin tone. Now they have the problem with uh, Monet's because the preview pages for X Corp were, were were criticized heavily because she's right. from Algeria. And she just looked like a, a white a white person, I think, from the, when the first pages came out. Yeah. So they're like, yeah. oh, whoops, yeah, let's change that quickly. Right. Um, we don't like to remember the things that happened before. We just <laughs> chuck uh-huh. on But um, all right, cool. Well, uh, yeah. So we're gonna cover. We'll do, 
seven books today. Yep. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of do some some quick hits and then some marathons. Um, definitely want to we'll kind of try to organically parse out our time so we can talk about the things we want to talk about. But I will I will help keep an eye on the clock as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. So I think, um, Dan, you're going to be up first with New Mutants number 15. All right. Yes, the kids ain't all right. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think I pronounced that okay. Um, no. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> written by uh, Vita Ayala. Um, Rod Reyes is on all the art, and VC's uh, Travis uh, Lanham is letterer, and Tom Mueller is on design, and the cover is by Reyes. And that creative team do both the books we talk about today. I don't know why I just stopped then. I just <laughs> crazy stop. Also, weird, weird um, anecdote. Um, we talked about Ian before the recording. His um, profile pic is Ileana um, for his university um, teams calls. Is Ileana drinking coffee? And uh-huh. um, right. because of, because of that, his um, uh, his lecturer, who's never seen Rod Reyes's art, um, has gone out of his way and has bought like. New Mutants and other books of what it is because he's like, what is this art? I love it. And so they had a massive conversation in his lecture. So I thought it was a nice um, aside. Also, as this is supposed to be quick, I made notes that I yeah. Made. <laughs> <laughs> so what so, do we think of the cover before we jump into the the notes? I actually really like it. I do like the fact that um, the background is the Shadowkin. Kins, the Shadow King's uh, little minions, um, little class, uh, all merge into one horrible monster, chasing our heroes um, away. Also, Warlock Pegasus is my new version of Warlock. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this is a superb cover. Uh, I think this cover and maybe one other cover will be uh, vying for my love this week, but I, this is superb. I love anytime he, he draws like rage in Ilyana's face, it, it really pops. Uh, and the colors are so vibrant. I just, this is like the, the Rod Reyes. Uh, I'm so excited to to get to read. Right. Yep. I love it too. It is beautiful. Anyway, right. Inside, um, the kids of Krakoa are just burning houses, apparently. <laughs> and um, Ileana is is an anti bully and therefore uh, goes off to resolve that issue in another issue, even though it feels like time has passed between issues because we don't see her little like I'll go deal with this kids until the next issue even though I believe she has a party beforehand right um yes and the Shadow King um elsewhere the Shadow King is teaching his little group of, of misfit mutants uh, about their powers which is totally not a ripoff of uh, Morrison's um Zorn Mag- Magneto uh, <laughs> um storyline story um sinister as the Shadow King is. He's obviously all the kids are obviously in love with him. Uh, Gabby is having a really hard time of it on the island since um, Laura is in the world or whatever, the vault or wherever the hell she is. And uh, no one wants to talk to her. Her brother doesn't want to talk to her. Um, he is her brother, right? By clone. By yeah. Clone. Yeah. By half clone brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the new students don't think she's uh, a bit nuts, so even though she remembers. Um, Age of X-Men, but then anyone who remembers Age of X-Men would probably be nutso. Um, right. <laughs> I would yeah. shut that person, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no one would no want that. Um, pretty much, every, even when she's like, I'm a trained assassin, uh, uh, Warpath's like, nah, you, you, you're doing power synergy. Um, so she's not having a good time of it and ends up with the mutant misfits by the end of the uh, issue. 
following um, in the footsteps, going to the Shadow King. We have Warpacht just basically teaching. That's all he does, and that happens for a few pages. We have the new these new kids who are being taught the fundamentals, while the other kids are given are given even more um, fastball, special esque, really simplistic uh, sort of synchronizations and synergies. I don't know if just wrapping a a, a shark girl in water is classed as a synergy, but it you know it, ha- <laughs> it happens. I, it looks cool. a, bit, a bit all over the place. Um, poor Rain is upset because uh, she's gone to the um, Fab Five. And they've said no about uh, res- resurrecting her child. Um, she, we get a quick recap of Peter David's um, crazy run uh, uh, on X Factor. Crazies and good, not crazies and bad. Um, where we find out, to be fair, the utter tangled mess that is Rain's child's story um, in a few um, if, tiny word bubbles. Which, to be He's fair, an adorable puppy. He is an adorable puppy. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite impressed that they even bothered to even... I generally thought Tia would have been like swept under the rug as something that never happened. <laughs> like, just <laughs> a bit more complicated. Um, then we have the wedding reception of Doug and Bay, which um, everyone seems to be having fun. We don't see the wedding, or did we see the wedding? I can't remember. I, I was asleep for half of X of Swords, so... <laughs> um, to be fair... Bay and Doug and everyone just have a little bit of fun. Then we see um, Cosma, is it? Uh, she's all, I'm going to ask, because throughout the issue, she's been like wanting to ask Danny something, and it's about the Crucible, and asks Danny if she'll be a partner in the Crucible, which essentially is asking Danny to murder a child. Um, and Danny says, no, she's as beautiful as she, are, but, as she is, but Cosma doesn't like that answer um, and runs off. And... Um, Basically, the Shadow King is just like and <laughs> toasting to everyone at the at the end. Um, but do we think that he's actually there, or is he just like an illusion? Who knows? The end. There's a lot of plot points. To be fair, yeah, uh, yeah it's all a very, lot of plot. It's, mm-hmm. it's very set up. Um, yeah, and ho- hopefully, my not very funny notes went straight through it. I was very clinical, <laughs> um, but I actually really enjoy. I really enjoyed this this uh, issue. I think. Uh, artistically it is astounding in places and then i feel like it's a little rough around the edges in yeah, some places yeah, but the yeah. crowd scenes don't work so well but i like but i didn't like it when i first read it in the sense of i think i i expect a certain standard and I, that standard wasn't specifically there but the more i read it today and yesterday um i was like oh it's kind of more like an abstract like he's going with like an abstract concepts and he's like really elongating the ideas of these characters like poor sam is almost looks like one of those inflatable um wacky oh yeah men. <laughs> um, i love how but, warlock has his like his his mouth when he talks is like uh split in the middle separated yeah yeah like uh Ter- was it terrence and philip from south park almost <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't make that connection but that's a perfect analogy I feel like he's got to be drunk in that picture. Like he's having trouble walking and his mouth is all over the place. I, I think it's hilariously silly. But I love the, the fact that he um, um, sucks the color out of it to show um, upset yes. emotions, like Rain being alone, Cosmo really upset. And I feel like he goes really, because Cosmo's power, I don't really, I never read uh, Brisson's um, attempt at a run on this book. I, wow. I just ignored it. So I assume Cosmo's power is some sort of like, reality shifting thing 
hence why she looks a bit um, odd and everything around her tends to butterflies. Um, but I think that Reyes really captures like the weirdness of the people's powers, and um, I feel like he really knocks out a lot of the action sequences. Everyone looks quite yeah sharp and fun, and um, emotion. The emotion scenes really hit well because it feels like they're acting as opposed to being drawn, which is always a nice, nice thing to see in a comic book. But on the whole, it's been is really fun. I think um, like the voices of the characters seem pretty on the money for the most part and it, it's crazy that this this is the same uh, writer who did is it prisoner of prisoner of x in age of x-man mm-hmm. um, right it's a definite step like a, a quantum leap away from from that script <laughs> uh, maybe with, maybe without um with a little freedom uh, she's allowed to like sort of uh, v is allowed to like bust some more um the creative power and i really enjoy the way Gabby is in this. Yes. Even though it's sad. It yeah. is sad and it's emotional, but it's definitely a highlight of some of the characterization we get. Um, and kind of docking, giving her kind of the, I'm too busy for you because I have something to make out with right now. Right. Is, um, <laughs> but it feels like a very, very much a, like an older brother family dynamic, right? Like, oh, it's my yeah. kid sister. We, we're really close. We bond really well. Oh, wait. I have something new and shiny. I'm going to kind of push you to the side for a minute. Not not to be mean. It's just my focus has changed and she doesn't know how to deal with it. And um, yeah, uh, there's a lot in this comic. Like, there's a lot of swirling plot points. I feel like Vita does a pretty good job of keeping them mostly you know, interesting, right? That you don't like, I didn't roll my eyes at like, oh, I'm just going to skip these few pages. I mean, I felt like I was pretty engaged with most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait until the next issue. <laughs> Talk about plot. No, I, th- I think what's happened here is um, all three of us have read all of the X-Books and we have seen like dense plot done well, dense plot done badly. No matter what book, like I'm not going to name names. I know what everyone else is thinking, but I'm not going to name names uh, <laughs> of books. And I feel like here's like teetering on the edge of just the right side and i feel like just one tiny weight on the other side will make it all crumble and crash because there is a lot going on and she, and and to the credit to her credit she makes it all balanced just just correctly enough to get to the end while it all falling over where i don't know if i can say the same about the next issue so as a spoiler for our review right yeah no there's a there's a lot of spinning plates and sure. you're right there's it's a it's a teetering balance, and, and the plates could pretty easily drop. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a really great issue. Um, the artwork, I think, Dan, you really uh, succinctly described it. Like, it's really detailed where it needs to be, and more abstract where it's trying to convey emotion. There's some great panels, like, uh, we have the, the close-up of the Shadow King. And I don't know if I've ever seen more detail on a on someone's ugly teeth before. But, like... Um, <laughs> It's like it's such a gorgeous book, um, and there's so many characters that she's trying. Like, there's so many characters that aren't getting serviced, and she's trying to like service all these characters. And I think it's a really difficult job to do, uh, especially in a day and age where a zillion word bubbles uh, would be, you know, we'd, we'd crucify you for, you know, having them speak so much. So she's she's doing a, a great job despite having to deal with all of this in this issue. I um I was really uh, I'm really happy. 
that she's writing this book. I mean, we can talk about how we feel about the next issue uh, when we review that, but I read this, and I think, w- how many has she done? Is this her, her third issue or second issue? Uh, uh, I think it's, yeah, I don't remember if it's second or third for them. Yeah, but just thought, well, this she's. I'm really happy that she's on the book. I, I, I feel like um, it's more like New Mutants is a, a pomanteau for every other mutant on the island that isn't being touched by the other books because she's got like right. several different generations. She has to, well, she doesn't have to, but she's addressing several different generations whilst also addressing uh, a, a very classic X-Men villain and then like concepts from other books that she wants to pick up. And then... There's something else thrown in the mix next issue. So it's kind of like an avalanche of... Right. I feel like this um, might read really well in like a trade when we can get uh, mm. you know, five or six issues in a row with all these plot points sort of moving forward. Whereas I think next issue, we, we get like very small little snippets of things happening. Yeah. All right. All right. When do y'all want to give New Mutants number 15? Well, I actually really enjoyed it. I know it probably sounded like uh, um, maybe not enjoyed it too much, but I'd give it um, actually a really high five because the art and the um, script really merged well together to make like a, a complete whole, which was enjoyable. Yeah, I'd also give it a five. I think this is a great issue. Um, I really like just flipping through it again right now, just like amazed by the artwork and really happy that characters are getting to shine here. It's nice to see Scout uh, get some. Uh. Get some the moments here but like it's it's i feel <laughs> your heart goes out to her right like they, they right. do it really well here she's missing her sister she's having trouble fitting in no one really wants to believe her it's like it's it's it, I, I loved it yeah All right well unanimous then fives across the board um i was probably a little closer on the fence uh between a four and a five um but no i, I like this book quite a bit so i'll, I'll go five Awesome. All right. Well, moving right along to X-Men number 17, our first of two X-Men books that we'll talk about. Thank um, you very much, Jason, for not having Dan or I cover this book. <laughs> this, well, that's okay, because I get to do the next one, too. It's, it's a tit for tat. <laughs> right, um, right. So this is You Heard Them slash Empty Nest, written by Jonathan Hickman, penciled by Brett Booth, inks by Adelso Corona. Colors by Sunday Go, letters by VCs Clayton Cowles, designed by Tom Mueller, and the cover by Lionel Francis Yu and Sunday Go. Uh, the cover is actually pretty good. Um, it's Storm flying with lightning behind her, and I really like the purple into blue background. I think the color work on this cover is particularly astounding. I, I think it's a nice image. What do y'all think? I think it's a good pinup, if that makes sense. Like you, yeah. Like you- Totally. Like in the old days, where you'd get it and just slam it on your wall. Yep. Uh, I, I love you and, and go working together. They do a yes. great storm. It's I nice. love you too, Georgie. Aww. <laughs> I'll try not to do that again. I, oh, I won't. good. I, I won't make any promises because, you know, I forget stuff, but I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in this one, um, Zandra. Remember from the Rogue and Gambit and or Mr. and Mrs. X. I don't remember which volume. I kind of count all of that as the same book. Anyway, um, anyway, Xandra uh, is kidnapped by a political zealot. So Cyclops, Jean, and Storm help Smasher, rescue her, 
Smasher, I barely know her. Um, help rescue her so Sunspot can keep sweeping with Deathbird. Uh, Xandra, of course, <laughs> learns a lesson in being empress and lifts oppression across the empire through the magic of off-page politics. Great. Wow. That was that was way more succinct. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about you guys. Um, I had to like go back when I finished and check the credits pages and make sure there wasn't a co-writer. <laughs> to not feel like Kickman to me at all, but I mean, it definitely has this theme of like empires and ethics, right? Like that's that's very Hickman esque. But the storytelling felt very 90s with simplistic bad guy and even simpler plot resolution. Um, so I don't know. In that way, while I didn't necessarily enjoy the art, I thought they fit really well together. Like The whole thing felt like a bad 90s comic to me. Yes. Writing yes, if, art. If the goal was to like give you that bad 90s comic you've been aching for, they, they hit that goal. They hit it hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I. 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 Uh, there's some panels. That, I love the color work uh, yes. of this book. It's like really nicely colored. Um, but yeah, the the story and the art are just. I don't know if Hickman knew he was getting uh, Booth and therefore wrote Dross so that um, Booth could draw it. Uh, but I don't know. Just I was not expecting this to be in ever in his run I, I thought with what he was building and having issues like um apocalypse uh, magneto and xavier go to a meeting um <laughs> to a dinner and then we now have like this i don't know i did not like it let's be honest right i didn't either i, did I think there is maybe some validity that that he knew he was getting on artwork so he sort of played to that person's strengths if we want to say sure but you can, I mean, even you play to the strength of the general plot lines to completely dumb down the script just mm-hmm. seems weird. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because we dropped some of the other books we don't care as much for, but I mean, this is the bottom of the stack for me, this this episode, for sure. And by quite I a like, I Like, the color works really nice. I do like some, some plot points, like the idea that maybe, because they are literally positioning Storm for something. Mm-hmm. So the idea that Storm gets like a boon from the Empress of the Shi'ar, um, and uh, like I don't know, I just like even because the costume choices, I I know and I remember people saying that they'll be in different costumes, like as a rotate, like it'll up to be the up to the artist what costume, but because uh, Cyclops and Gina in their like X Factor costume, it made it even more like it was written from the past. Yeah, and I I have had I I am I am done apparently with. Brett Booth's 90s um, nostalgia fest after reading this. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It was more yeah. interesting to see, to see the, the X-Men election thing at the end, which just reminded me to go log on and vote for who I wanted to win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the- I, there, I mean, there are some plot points that you guys mentioned, like the, the ties to the Shire Empire, uh, I think, uh, keeping that around, bringing back Xandra was nice, but it, it is just sort of like bad action with a lot of like TNA and and like really grossly detailed close-up faces, and uh, it's just so messy and 
I did not, you know, Jason, it's the bottom of our pile this week, but that's only because you left out other books. Like, if we were reading X-Men Legends, <laughs> that would well, give see, us a I much thought Legends funny. was better than this. <gasps> I thought, I thought the art was cleaner. I thought, it actually, whatever you think about Booth, that was more closer to what he's able to do. I think this was kind of ha- even half-assed Booth. <laughs> no um, so, yeah, I don't know. And I, I always enjoy getting a gasp out of Dan, so I'll, this whole episode is a win for me. <laughs> well, um, what, what was what was what was weird for me is the characters don't feel like what Hickman's been writing them as well. Right. Like, right. yeah, some of them don't no, sound the same. I, I seriously feel like like one of Hickman's kid. I don't know if he has kids. I'm just making up his family now. But um, <laughs> and someone like wrote it. He's like, yeah, sure. And Jonathan Hickman. Here you go. <laughs> I do love that uh, um, Cannonball's kid is like trying to strangle him throughout the, uh, yes. the issue. Yes, that was, that was the bright spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't have been surprised at the end of this. It was like, if you like this, um, go read X Men Legends. You know, like um, a lot right. of like <laughs> trade do. Uh, like, right. and, uh, feels, feels, and it but feels the, like they're lying they to me. Just throw Fabian in a bone and let him write the issue as well, right? I just right. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, two out of six claws <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, yeah rather talk, I'd rather talk about sword. <laughs> uh, yeah, two out of six works. I'm, I can move on. Yeah. Yeah. Consensus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Georgie, sword number three. <clears throat> oh boy, sword number three. One second. I thought I was doing the other one first. I, that. Good with oh, reading order. It doesn't matter. You want to do Marauders no, 18? No, no, no. All good. I got it open now. Um, got uh, writer Al Ewing, artist Valerio Shitty, uh, Ray Anthony Height, Bernard Chang, and Nico Leone. Colors by Marte Gracia. Letters, uh, Ariana, VC's Ariana Mayer, and design Tom Muller. And on the cover, we have Manifold and a spaceship. And I guess it's supposed to be Cameron Hodge, all being. Sort of in, uh, encircled. Is it Hodge or Guy Rich? The Guy Rich who was that, who we, I thought maybe it was Guy Rich. Yeah, at but, the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this cover is not my jam. No, the cover's fine. It's it's there. It's okay. It's ruined by the King King in Black um thing in the corner, but yeah. The King in Black. Yeah. It's it's Yeah, it comes the King in Black. Yeah. You've really just you've been working from home. Yeah. You've really embraced that like dad joke aesthetic. Oh <laughs> <after you, Jason. laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So All what right. happens in this one, Georgie? So in a walk with Manifold, uh, we get to really spend some time with Manifold. Uh, Eden Eden Fessy, I'm, I'm guessing that's how I say his name. Eden Fessy is not a teleporter. He simply folds space and walks through. Um, which I thought was really cool, uh, the way they explained yeah. it. Um, and I, I like how they, they said, like, sometimes it, it's not like he's doing it. He's asking space to, to do it, and, and space complies. Like, space is a living creature kind of a, a deal. I thought that was really interesting. Um, but uh, Al Ewing is supposed to be doing a King and Black tie-in, but uh, instead he sends Manifold <laughs> to go on a walk. <laughs> Which I thought yeah. was great. Yeah, a real walkabout. Yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like Peter David 
you know, he's got his book has just started off. It's really interesting, and they've saddled him with an event, and so he's like, "All right, I'm doing the event, but I'm doing it my way." This feels uh-huh. just like that. It does, yeah. Um, so uh, shirking his uh, responsibilities. Oh, scratch that. So, uh, Manifold goes on a walk, uh, uh, and then he makes his way back to Australia for a chat with his elders, which is kind of enlightening. Um, I do love the uh, uh, sort of interplay. Or, or teasing about uh, Gateway sort of being his mentor. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, then, in an attempt to take the King of Black seriously, uh, Ewing explains what an alien snark war is for 10 pages. <laughs> He's really into that King of Black. Let's talk about an alien race I have no idea about. And we're going to make pow- up. About- they're from Power Pack. Yeah. Okay. They just have a. It's like alien sharks have a war called a snark war. It's kind of dumb, but that's how serious. He'd rather talk about that than get into King and Black. I thought it was so hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to go a deep dive in this alien race that none of y'all know about because that's better than King and Black. Um, then Manifold kind of gets bored with that and he goes to spy on Gyrick, who's doing like racist stuff. Um, uh, but then in the end, he has to tie it back into King and Black. So we meet. Uh, uh, we find out that the King in Black is so powerful that even his unnamed henchmen can, you know, kidnap all of the mutants everywhere. I thought that was well, so stupid. It was that's like, a venomized cable that has captured his teammates. Okay, it it doesn't yeah. matter. It's dumb. <laughs> uh, it was just so stupid. Uh, that last page, like I enjoyed until that last page. I was enjoying this book, and then that last page, I was like, ah, I guess we got to face reality. We we have to deal with this event. <laughs> I, I don't. I, the there's many different artists. Um, I, I think the the quality rises and falls depending on. But I, I still thought it was uh, the colors were great. Uh, there's a, a wonderful uh, page, maybe like the second or third page, where he's walking through the different realities. Uh-huh. Each reality is a strip of color, like a rainbow. Um, I thought it was gorgeous. Uh, that page, I, I I just really like giving Manifold some time to breathe. Yeah. Um, and I just, uh, it's like, it's like I said, Peter David had a great issue, uh, a great book, and he got saddled with an event. Here, Ewing is, is dealing the same way. I, I think he's doing the best he can, and uh, I applaud him for that. But I'm just a little upset that we have to deal with King and Black. What do you guys think? Um, for some of the same reasons, I actually enjoyed this issue quite a bit. Uh, I know there's been points in the past where we've gotten some some insight into Manifold, but even even the Black Panther series, which I adore, and he's been a part of, it hasn't really been like, oh, here's my personality. It's I'm kind of one of the characters, and here's my power set. Um, so I I really enjoyed uh, the voicing that Ewing gave him. Um, and really just kind of enjoy getting a peek inside his personality and a refresher reminder on kind of who he is. Um, I feel like the art was maybe a little more consistent than you did. I definitely can tell when it switches, but I didn't find it too too jarring, and I like most of the pencilers, so I, I felt like maybe that worked a little better for me. Um, yeah, no, I love I love you and just kind of giving this event the finger and and doing what he wants to do and giving us a very personal issue about a character who's pretty cool and then put a different spin on his powers, which is also cool. So I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. 
is um it is interesting because obviously uh, manifold is Hickman and uh, well we'll give Bendis a tiny bit of credit but Hickman's <laughs> baby really um because um, he turned up in Secret Warriors I believe all those many moons ago mm-hmm. um this issue is just how you just go right I have I actually have things to do people right okay right. I'll, I'll I'll service your bullshit but let me just do my thing first okay it's kind of like um. Um, sort of treading water, but you're actually standing on the water, not not struggling. <laughs> um, if you know what I mean, it, <laughs> that that first page of him literally walking through space is beautiful. Like the color work in this book is astonishing. Like uh, yeah, that MVP. Um, everything about it, like the color of his his portals, the fact that the portals change color depending on how big or small they are. Um, the different um sort of shades on his face which we i discussed uh, we said i mentioned earlier that people are struggling to even make people a different color right um, uh, you know we get different skin tones and different like lighting effects that actually would affect uh people properly i, I it's the, the color work here is a work of art and i've always thought of that of um marty garcia like from pretty much anything he, he touches is right is beautiful. yeah um the art is really good i i I'm I'm much more on top of the art than because I feel like it really each individual segment worked well with what they were trying to convey, and I feel like a really emotional sort of rounded feeling of like when he talks to his relatives compared to like the the more noir esque pencils of him spying on our evil government man, and obviously um, Ewing ties it all up as a, a personal story, but also puts in like three or four different ideas to like for, right. for sort of combat the idea that they're using uh, mutants as a super powered weapon uh in space which may have been stolen from a certain dc com- uh, tv show um uh, <laughs> the 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 idea that um of course uh Garich is working to kill all of the mutants of course he is why wouldn't he be um but i just like the fact that there's a lot there and then the final page un- unlike you it it didn't destroy me because I was like, well, yeah, okay, we have to do this road bump at some point. But I feel like it's not going to be a massive thing. It is crazy that the venomized Kid Cable can take out all of those people. <laughs> yeah, but right. instead of making us read it, he did it all off panel. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like he said, Georgie, here you go. You don't have to actually know what happened. We'll, we'll, we'll literally make an issue that has some outline bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the rest will just be other details. And it's very much like a, the old, like an old school. It kind of ends like an old school um, '50s sci-fi, where like yeah. all the brain, all the brainwashed pod people are somewhere else. Sure, and sure. I, I do like the fact that maybe Eden gets to, or gets to really shine next issue, where he absolutely trounces the. Um, I assume he would, because let's be honest. Um, just to quickly sidestep to other King and Black stuff, Jean basically devastates uh nolan his her army uh, his army yeah. so why why wasn't she deployed straight away and then in um king and black marauders the marauders are like yeah whatever like literally dealing with it easily so i'm like right <laughs> that's my point so but, but one guy can take out like all of krakoa it's <laughs> what <laughs> it's crazy but it, this is this to me is a beautiful uh sword continues to be um possibly my favorite now um, it's hard to tell because Marauders always comes out, and I sometimes forget that it blows my mind often. So, it's, <laughs> it's, but Sword is 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 
creeping up to be one of my favorites. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think I don't like the artwork in the middle section as much as you guys, um, where he's, he's meeting his, his, his family. I don't know if it's like... Uh, these are his elders. I'm not really certain, certain on his backstory. I don't want to assume, but I, I felt like that was a little bit, by comparison, uh, you know, wasn't as strong as, as the other segments. But uh, as Dan mentioned, uh, the colors superb. Uh, just enjoyed spending time with Manifold, uh, and this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm right there with Dan. Sword started off strong. It's, it's still strong. Uh, I, I'm really happy I got to review the book this time. That's that's how happy I am for this book to be around. So I, I really like it. What, what do you guys want to rate it? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict. I'm gonna say, Georgie, you're gonna be a soft five. Dan's gonna be between a five and a six, and I'm gonna go a soft six. Oof, I'm I'm actually with you as a soft six because okay. I know six, I think six should be considered perfection. But um, <clears throat> if you take into account everything else we've read, Brett Booth one is so bad. <laughs> it pushes everything else up a notch. So, yeah. You almost had it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a middle five. I okay. feel like right. uh, the, the, and it's, it's not really a fault of its own, but having to deal with King of Black just, like, hits me. <laughs> it just hurts. It's just right. a pain in my heart. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I think... Regardless, I think we all agree that we're excited to, to be following this book along and, and excited to see where it goes. So at least we're we have sure. another book to be kind of champion, so that's that's nice. All right, Marauders eighteen. Oh let me flip on over. Marauders eighteen. He said buying time is mumbling. Um, <laughs> we have writer Jerry Duggan, uh, artist uh, Stefano Caselli and Matteo Lali, uh, colors by Edgar Delgado, letter and production by VCs Corey Pettit, and design by Tom Muller. And on the front cover, we have Iceman and Pyro just jumping towards the camera, uh, swirling in a circle. Uh, it, it's it's okay. I feel like the the characters are nice, but the background's kind of shitty. What do you guys think? Oh, I love this cover. I thought it was really good. Uh, it's by Donnerman and Wilson, and I, I think Iceman is just like like he and his ice are about perfect. Sure. And then um, Pyro looks like he's having fun, and I agree the background's kind of sparse, but I don't know something about like the little lan- the paper lanterns and the bottom corner that grabbed my attention, and then you know seeing like the uh, the building. Behind and the way Iceman's Ice Bridge connects and spins around. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I really like it. Um, it's nice to see. It's nice to see both of them get a bit of a showcase as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think I, I mostly agree. I love the characters. It's just the that shitty building wall. It just feels <laughs> like they just didn't have time to do anything in the background. He's like, all right, let's have some cloudy sky and a shitty building behind them. All right, we're done. That's how that feels. Well, it is Madripoor. Maybe that's just maybe it's photorealistic. I mean, yes, but <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. I know. What you mean. So, um, I don't have a very long uh, recap of this book, but uh, basically, Kate and Emma push actual major plot points forward. Um, Mask gains some inner peace uh, while helping others. 
Uh, Iceman, Pyro, and Bishop buy a bar and then destroy it when the Proud Boys attack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> and then basically just like 2016 through 2019, the news takes the side of the Proud Boys. Uh, end of the issue. Uh, <laughs> it's really <laughs> succinct. Um, which we can dive into the details if you wanted to. Um, I mean, this felt like a pretty standard Marauders book. I wasn't blown away by anything uh, on here. It was, you know, there are fun moments. It was, it was good to see um, Iceman and Pyro and, and Bishop banter a little bit. There was fun. It just felt like maybe Marauders have been so good that when I get another good issue, I'm just like, all right, whatever. It's, it, it doesn't blow my mind. What did you guys really enjoy this one? I really did. Yeah. Um, so I like the idea of them naming the hospital after Moira. Um, and I like kind of, uh, not only Charles and Magnino's reaction to that, but also Emma kind of digging into that reaction. I thought it was really fun. Um, you know, giving Mask a positive spin was something I didn't really necessarily see coming. Um, I really like that. Yeah, I did too. And then the new Reavers. Um, I feel like if you're going to do Reavers now, I mean, this is as good of a, good of a way as any to do because it kind of it makes the X Men, particularly Iceman, kind of be like, well, what are we doing here? Because it's basically all people that were maimed. In previous X fights, and now they're you know being used by the Madriporian government, and I really like the uh, the play on that that they're kind of like, well, we got screwed, but we're going to screw you back, and kind of I don't know, I just I thought it was very well written and constructed chapter of of what is probably you know my personal uh, flagship X book, <laughs> so I th- I think um it um. It was really well thought out as a sort of narrative standpoint. Like the character moments were really fun, but it was very much um, like a lot of the issues post uh, X of Swords are setting up their like sort of second season arcs, I suppose you could call it. Um, sure. And I do like the idea that it was named after Moira. And there was a, like a hint, is there a hint there, or is it just me reading into it that maybe Emma knows more than? Right. that's going on in there than, right. than, than, than Magneto and Xavier would like to <laughs> right, um, right. admit. And um, I did like that the they're using, I know it's like a, <coughs> it's that cliche, but they're using people who have been hurt by mutants to, it's very of our time um, like, you know, preying on ex-military and radicalising, that's very much a thing that people do now <laughs> so it's 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 it feels like it's as as usual. Duggan's kind of like using like modern political statements to weave his narrative into a into sort of an X Men light. And I do like the fact that Iceman and Pyro and Bishop actually got to do stuff because for a long time Iceman and Pyro have done nothing in this book. Yeah. So it was nice to see those two um, cut loose a little bit. But we shall see how it goes. I enjoyed it though. I think the art was really nice. I think the color work. Again, it must just be the color work with me today, but the color work was really <laughs> nicely done uh, throughout. Um, obviously, I just like shiny things, but um, <laughs> it was, I think the I think the color work is again stronger than the line work. Um, I think the some like the softer inking is better with um, Caselli's line work than the harsher inking you sometimes they sometimes do with it. So um, I don't know. 
swings and roundabouts. I think. Yeah, I thought they blended the, the pencils fairly well this time. It was, yes. yeah. It, 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 you can still tell where it changes, but it felt more in line, more in sync with each other. It just, I know, I know you guys just spilled spilled love on this book, and I, I really liked it, but it, I, I just feel like it's it's like you keep keep getting that same sandwich from that restaurant you like. It's a great sandwich, but you're just like, well, it's that same sandwich I've had before. It's really good, but it doesn't it just doesn't pop for me, and it's just not popping. It's all right. You could fair. you could always. You could always go and eat from Hellion's. Um, no, stop it. Stop. Stop. Well, that book's hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I read it today because I refused to read it until, like, and I didn't know if we were going to cover it. And I read it and I was like, is it supposed to be funny? Yes. Like, <laughs> there's some really bad humor in that. Um, All right. Well, I I will go first. I think I'm going to probably be at the top of the scope. So I gave Marauders 18 six out of six claws. Oh wow! I I I liked it quite a bit. I felt like it felt like classic X Men to me, and I just really enjoyed it. I gave it I gave it five because I didn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. 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 I'm I'm going to give it an uh a, a not like a. <laughs> a lackluster five if that makes sense okay like I've, i guess it's a five fine <laughs> like i recognize you're good even though i'm i'm sort of jaded to your greatness here that's funny <laughs> all right awesome well um all right looking at time we'll kind of move through cable number eight pretty quickly here um sorry grant um so cable <laughs> eight is let fate decide or my dinner with domino uh, written by Jerry Dugan, art by Phil Noto, letters by VCs Joe Sabino, designed by Tom Mueller, cover by Phil Noto. Um, and in this book, for the most part, Noto makes a bid for saying, once Cable is canceled, let me have a Domino book. Sure. Um, <laughs> I would do that. Uh, but yeah, basically, Cable and Domino search for Strife in Tokyo and fight Cable clones instead. But not Strife Cable clones, different Cable clones. But made by Strife, maybe. So maybe they are Strife Cable clones. Anyway, um, but it's really more fun than than I made it sound. <laughs> I I I I love Noto's artwork. We we always basically when when he has time, he's always amazing. But I just wanted to spotlight that so many times comics go to Japan and it doesn't look like Japan. This looks exactly like Shinjuku. This looks like. I was having like flashbacks of all the the bright signs, and it felt just like Japan until they had a white man running a restaurant, and then I was out of it. But because uh, they would never allow that to happen. But uh, but the outside scenes just felt like just excellent, excellent. I don't know if it was reference work or whatever he did, but it just spot on. So I, that, that I don't want to like we do want to move to this, but kind of quickly, but I do have a question. So the restaurant owner. We determine who's also a clone of the guy that was kidnapping the babies. Right. Is also a differently aged clone of Cable. Did yeah. Y'all catch that at all in any of the previous issues? Because I did not. I think it's just revealed this one, right? Okay. All right. So they played fast and loose enough with the pencils that it can be believable in hindsight, but it was never inferred. Okay. Good. All right. Cool. All right. Make sure I was on the. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like it was fun the armor's good i don't 
really care about all the strife stuff as much. Again, sorry, Grant, but um, I really enjoyed Domino in this issue a lot. Well, yeah, Domino's like MVP. I like Baby Cable, but um, Domino, like the whole issue is just Domino's book. And it makes me yeah. go, why can't I have Domino have a book again? Because, you know, we've had enough Cable. <laughs> and there was, I'm, I really didn't. Like, I preferred it when Cable was dating and fighting Space Knights. Sure. Now we've got multiple Cables and more strife and old man Grumpy Cable falling down a hole. I was just not bothered. Oh, yeah, I forgot um, about that. Yeah. That happened at the end. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it as much as some of the other stuff we read. Uh, I gave it Cable number eight. A pretty strong four out of six claws. I think Grant. And messaged us and gave it five out of six claws. Where, where are you guys landing? I'm going to give it four because the art is astonishing. But it didn't really like, mm-hmm. apart from Domino being just awesome, it didn't really do like the story or the plot, but it didn't do much for me at all. Right. I am this close to giving it a five just because it nailed Japan. Like, I, sure, I get so irked by it because <laughs> so many people do a shitty job on it. Um, but I, I'll give this a strong four. I thought the artwork was great. The the, the interplay between Domino and Cable was wonderful. Yeah. It's this clone uh, storyline that's kind of like, can we can we get past this? So. All right. Awesome. Well, our penultimate chapter of the episode will be New Mutants number 16. Um, I think it's basically the same day, except for the cover is by Christian Ward. Uh, All yeah. right. What do that we think cover. of the cover? Um, <laughs> the cover is um, everyone's in a band now, and we're having like a problem. Oh, I, I don't know, like a... Of the weto of a something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a and a horrible face, which I assume is supposed to be the Shadow King. But it looks uh, like Nightcrawl is having a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's all right. Obviously, um, I'm surprised to see Groot in the back there. But, yes. You know, um, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't as good as the last one. That's all I'm going to say. Um, essentially, what happens here is uh, three young mutants. Um, I was going to say go into a bar, but it's not a joke. Um, three <laughs> mutants go to Overworld. Two leave, one stays because crazy Jamie Braddock's there and his... Um, Almost looks like um, what's his name name from Archie with his crown, and then um, oh yeah, yeah, like evil Jughead. Yeah, and then um, uh, we have Cosma and her little, the, the little group, and the Shadow King decide to. She's all really upset, so she's like, he, Shadow King's like, ah, if you trust me, let me swap your consciousnesses into each other's bodies, and that goes totally well as they all start like decomposing slightly quickly, um, and only Gabby's like, this is really like bad and the rest are like no it's amazing you're just selfish and so gabby runs away um we finally get magic dealing with the bullies from last issue because she obviously had to have a party first uh, even though they burnt down some places uh, she beats them up because violence begets violence or violence is the true punishment and then gets them to um help rebuild the place and give kids to babies to people it's a really there's a really weird panel where someone's giving a Child to someone else. Anyway, it's a doll. Um, the doll. I think it's, it's a Jean Grey doll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I misinterpreted that. I misinterpreted that so hard. Um, anyway, sorry, uh, sorry, burn down your house. Have the responsibility <laughs> of raising a child. 
babies, am I right? So, um, Danny, this is where Danny decides to, to, to take over the, the, the non-manhunt of this missing mutant in the other world. Uh, she goes to Karma, and Karma decides that, you know, the man of her dreams is in another world, so she decides to join her. Uh, Wolfsbane finds out that Tia may be alive, doesn't do well with that, finds out she's totally alone and cries herself to sleep, which is really miserable. And um, Karma and Danny do a, do an old, what Georgie mentioned to me a while ago, do an old Excalibur, get really convoluted, captured, and are in chains, may possibly be executed or just imprisoned, who knows, because it's, it's vague. And the... Um, Missing mutants riding a velociraptor, having the time of his life. The end. Dinosaur from Runaways. I doubt. I hope not. <laughs> is it in no, no, there's no <laughs> nose ring. No nose rings. So I think it, we're it, good. It's a it's a Jurassic Park um, velociraptor. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, a lot. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. It's like a, it's like um it's like a really delicious looking cake. But every time you, you, while you're going through a slice, it just gets more and more stodgy as you get to the end of it. And you're like, mm, do I leave it? But it looks so pretty, but it's so stodgy and filled me too much. That's kind of how I feel about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, maybe a hair ambitious on the number of plates, as we alluded to, if we go with that analogy from earlier. Sure. I think a couple of them are maybe not as, I don't know necessarily anything drops, but maybe some of the plates we showed this issue are not as interesting as the previous. <laughs> Because first and foremost, um, the Shadow King, the Shadow King stuff is is working. It, it, yep. it makes more yep. sense. Yeah, fair enough. It is essentially a different take on what Morrison did with Magneto in New New X Men, but it does have that. It harkens back to me um, that kind of feel to it. But it, you know, that's the thing. He's corrupting the young minds, and if we take into account the new backstory or the whatever retcon that he's like an alien parasite or whatever. Um, that all makes sense. Um, magic dealing with bullies doesn't seem to be necessary. It could have been handled like in the last issue. We didn't have to see it at all. Right. Um, sure. We just know that she went off and dealt with it. Because to be honest, reading the last issue, I thought the new recruits were the bullies and that magic has put them with Warpath to train them so that they're not burning stuff down anymore. But <laughs> that wasn't Yeah, the, um, that could have worked. That yeah. Right. That wasn't the case. I think the rain, the, the rain subplot only works if anyone else is around her. Right. <laughs> like, uh, and, and I don't know why her... Re- I can't remember how David resoluted that, so I don't know why her... I don't understand her reaction being that she's devastated. Obviously, it's because she thought well, she, sh- she should know if he was alive or not. Right, so, right. And if he's alive, she hasn't been there, then what... You know, something bad happened to him, so it's not necessarily... And I think you really have to hinge everything on the phrase that uh, that I boy or which one of them says you know that there are imaginations worse, more yeah. monstrous than the truth. Um, then Pro- yeah, Prodigy says it. Yeah. Um, the, the one, the the one thing I think is a problem, or not a problem. The one thing I think is biting off more than they can chew is Overworld. Yeah. yeah. Like, why are we? Yeah, so there's there's a temptation, right? And when this, I'm going to say this very carefully because I think this book is vastly superior. When this book starts to struggle and fail, it has similar problems that Excalibur has, and this other world section kind of has some of that for me. I get that. Not to the same degree, but... 
Because the only the only stakes now for the mutants is Otherworld. Because if you die there, you come back weird. <laughs> right. Right. So <laughs> I don't weird. want I don't want it to I don't want it to be like a crutch. Like we all sure. everyone's like, oh, um, I know, because I don't know how to write like other kind of sub stakes. I'm just going to send them to Otherworld and have one of them die. Um, <laughs> just because I'm not saying that's how this is going. I'm just kind of like, oh, do we really need to revisit Otherworld in another book? Right. Um, yeah, it's great to it's great to look like artistically it's lovely, but you know I'm not bothered at all. So. Well, there's of the handful of plots going on, the others are way more interesting than oh let's find a kid in another world. Now that could change if there's a big payoff with Karma or something that's really like emotionally interesting with her, then then that that can make this worth it to some degree but them just finding a kid on a dinosaur like if that's the payoff like right no thanks <laughs> that, that could have been pushed off to a later storyline or something right right it, it could have been initially done in one story as like a yeah. nice little break sure. between other stories but yeah. or a classic new mutants fairy tale issue right that we used to get back in the sure, day sure totally makes sense i just felt like yeah the, you guys mentioned they're stuffing way too much in here and they're not able to you know I think they 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 give, um, I almost want to call him Mister Sinister, uh, Farouk. They give him the the appropriate amount of time in here to be moving stuff forward and make it interesting. But everything else doesn't have enough enough pages, and we're just sort of, all right, we're going to touch on this and then uh, we're done with that. And we're going to touch on this and then we're done with that. Uh, a little more focus on what stories to tell. Maybe pushing stuff to another issue. Um, but uh, that being said, you know the book is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, there are so many lovely things. I love that they give Jamie a donut plant. Uh, that was <laughs> so wonderful. There's the the nod to Alice in Wonderland where they, they get a, a basket of like drink me, don't drink me, like uh, sort of stuff going on. I feel like a fairy tale story would really work with those characters if it was given the pages or its own you know one and done issue, whatever. Uh, but it just doesn't fit here, and I do like magic being like the uh, the den mother to all like the misbehaving mutants. Uh, that could be a fun story as well. But once again, we got two pages of it last issue, and then three pages of it this issue. It's it's sort of hard to really feel like it, we're we're doing anything with it. It, uh, it, it, feel, it feels like it could be the book could be cut into two books with yeah. like two different separate casts. But um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I want to say this because Jason, you mentioned it reminds you of Excalibur. I feel like Excalibur is like wayward and it has no direction. Like it doesn't know what it wants to do. Where right. this book knows what it wants to do, it just wants to do too much. Uh, so it, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a different problem. I, I'd rather have this problem than the Excalibur problem where we're not really doing anything. Right, right. Well, uh, and to clarify, I'm only referring to those couple of pages in the middle sure, of other sure. stuff. So. But yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. That makes sense. It definitely has more focus than the Scalibur. Well, uh, so for me, I like the book, but I didn't love it as much as some of the previous issues. So I'm going to give it a very strong four out of six claws. Where are you guys? Um, I'd say I'm, I'm four to more like the idea that um, it's no one new as as good as the as the previous issue but 
it just looks beautiful. I think if if it if it can pin down its disparate plot points, then maybe maybe it'll work better in the future. Perfectly. Right. So what 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 number did you give it? Four. Okay. Yeah, I'm also going to give it a four. So we, we've awesome. been pretty much in sync all episode here, guys. We yeah we've been, but but we've been we've had a nice range and variance within our same grade, so that's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well X Men number eighteen will be the last thing we talk about this issue uh, or this episode. Um, so basically, Wolverine comes back from the vault in an awesome issue, and I give it six out of six claws. <laughs> But no, uh, the uh, I joke about the summary, but not about the rating. But uh, basically, in this issue, uh, we catch up with our mutants who went into the vault, which are Wolverine, Sink, and Darwin. And yeah, you know, I kind of found it hard to synopsize this, just because right. <laughs> it's really abstract. I mean, basically, what happens is they they go in the vault, they find out some information. Uh, we find out some really cool stuff about Sync and that they really give this a sci-fi twist with the idea of when you're resurrecting bodies and memories with known experience and full mutant powers into a body that hasn't aged pre-mutant powers, does that do something to the genetic structure? Does it change things? And the idea here is that, yes, it does, and... So Satan gets some pretty – it basically gets a level up where he can steal powers from everyone. And I forgot the credits, so hold on just one second. Um, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Mahmoud Azwar, colors by Sunny Go, letters by VCs, Clayton Cowles, designed by Tom Mueller, and the cover by Francis Yu and Sunny Go. And it's a great cover of our three guys coming out of the vault. Yes, this um, is my other favorite cover of the week. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really, really it's nice. Really beautiful. I love that costume so much. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. And see, you can do big X's on costumes. I, I love that that Sink's costume is red. Is like a throwback to his Generation X costume. Uh-huh. Yes, red and yellow. It's cute. Also, yep. does anyone else have Booth um, credited on the front cover, as, well, as opposed to Azra? Have what? Uh, Brett uh-huh. Booth is credited on my cover. No, no. That's oh, definitely no. Lino Francis U. Even has a signature on it. Oh no, I'm in um, in the top corner. Where's Hick- the names? I've got Hickman, Booth, Corona, and Go. Oh, that's well, jeez, oh, yeah. No, yeah, mine, mine's Hickman as huh. Interesting. Yeah, well, if you thought this was Booth, <laughs> wow. I was this, when right when You're I saw the front cover. When yeah. I was in, when I saw the front cover. I was like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> and then I. <laughs> I saw the first page and they're like, okay, that's fine. It's fine now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get some interesting powers as they eventually defeat some of the children of the vault, but then, um, Ser- not Seraphina, Seraphina is the other one. Which one's the green one? I, I don't know. I don't remember, but she blows up. And we we know that they get out and they get some memories. I, I'm hoping there's still a little more to this issue coming because like, do they die here? And if they if they do, even if they're resurrected, like you know, how how are their deaths confirmed? And there is a little blurb at the end about how they have the even though the children of the vault are post human, 
we do get to use force protocols, which is a way to give X forces name a meaning. Uh, uh, but so a couple of highlights, right? Obviously, Wolverine by Azrar, both in design and action and attitude, looks phenomenal. Sure. This whole issue. Um, and one of my biggest problems in the past with Children of the Vault is that no one can quite duplicate Bacallo's design magic. I feel like Azrar takes a pretty good take where he doesn't try to duplicate it, but still makes it look pretty good. I think Serafina is, is the prime example with her um, white hair and then the, the, the t- Bacallo miniskirt with like the striped pantyhose. That's hard to pull off, but I feel like Azrar does a pretty good job. Yeah. 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 And I don't the, I'm having trouble like putting this in any kind of order, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> That's right. What did you say, Dan? I, I stepped all over you there. Um, Asma actually even includes the the weird little buttons that Backler put all over them. Uh huh. <laughs> all right. Which, which I didn't expect. I thought he would have street the last person who drew them streamlined them. So I was like, oh, it's nice that they, you know, Asma's trying. But um, this issue is astonishing. Yes, it just was over too sh- too soon. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, it's like oh, the, a real excellent writer is really. He's, I'm feeling this issue so hard. You just flip it through, flip it through, and it's over. And it feels like you you wrote it so well that it was over so quickly. It's it's disappointing that way, uh, but also gorgeous and. Uh, excellent, and it's very obvious that Sink is one of Hickman's favorites, and it's so great to see him get a, you know some time to shine here. He's uh, I don't know if he's the leader of the team, but he's he's narrating for us, and uh, I I love I love the moment where he's he's a little bit confused. How does he feel about this mission? And then he sees uh, Wolverine snicked up, and then he he gives the smile and you get the aura around him. Like that page is right. so perfect. Yeah. Um, by the way, early early contender for Snick of the Year. That panel is amazing, and that whole page. Yeah, like, that, that's that's a that's a you know if you're of the kind of Terry for comic books, that's the tear out the page, put it on the wall kind of page right there. But um, well, I I adore um again for the work um, <laughs> but I love the fact that uh, Go uh, does his aura. Because obviously, um, classically, uh, artists have done his aura all over the place. Um, right. But I love that it's more like a vapor here. Like um, when he um, uh, syncs up with Darwin to do the weird head thing, there's like mm. the, the, the aura. But that pa- th- those four panels are the best panels of this entire book because they convey so much, um, like just character um characterization in in just four panels with a literal black background <laughs> right, right, right. And, and just like him smiling with the the aura and oh i was just like this book is beautiful i don't even care about the words this book is beautiful <laughs> like it generally is stunning and even like the stuff he's stuff hickman's throwing in he's throwing in his crazy world idea from when he did the ultimates way 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 ago with the evil reed richards and all that jazz like he's got the weird computer with its domino mask for no apparent reason um <laughs> it's like, great though i love it it's so good because i was like oh my god he's literally just decided he's just gonna throw every idea he's ever had into this weird world bullshit and 
Ah, uh, it's I don't know, and I like I like how he um, wrote the the Serafina and her mates. I can't remember the names ever. Usually, even though you've just said them, I'm like they're just random people that were in like Mike Carey's run. Um, right. So um, I just like the way all the characters in, interact, and even I think Darren gets a little bit of a short change, but there's some really nice moments for him to shine where he's being drowned, and then obviously grows grows gills and unfortunately the um the, the children are just kind of like oh these people are way more powerful than we expected right, right. right. But, um and it was nice to see um because everett's one of my favorite from generation x like um right. I, lo- I i love I lo- and i think he he was given such a disservice and the way he died and such stuff um yeah. and near the end of generation x he, i think they sort of threw what could potentially have been a really interesting character like character and power away and i feel like hickman's gone nope i'm doing it he's gonna stay and i want i want him to be in this voted for x-men team just because i need to see more of him because hickman's voice for him is perfect almost so well we don't yeah, know when I, he's actually gonna get out right like they they say that you know it sounds like he's giving a debriefing afterward but there's no right. we don't see how they've gotten out we don't know right. when they get out so i feel like even if the next issue won't be the storyline we'll probably have another two issues of them at least doing something in 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 this in the vault here oh, and i hope is i hope is uh asrar continuing what he's doing here this um and kind of in tone and execution this felt like some of the giant size issues that we had were sure sure a, a perfect example of some of the cool stuff you can do when an artist and a writer are really in sync uh, in making a comic book. And this just, this is, this is a perfect comic book. I mean, it's a, I think we're ending on, for me, the best thing we've read this time. And um, yes, I, it's hard to talk about. Like I'm hard. It's hard for me to <laughs> kind of say, well, this is the linear plot and this is what happened. But, you know, it's just, I, I loved it so much, like so much. Yes. It is truly, it is truly a good, like a great piece of comic book. It's it's massive ideas, massive stupid superhero ideas with character beats and a really beautiful, like depiction of it all. Like the the art just is astonishing. Like I've said before, and to be fair, this is a what six out of six from all of us. I don't know, but for oh, me, yeah, it's yeah. Bad. easily, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But as you mentioned, Jason, if it's over too quickly, maybe Dan said it's over too quickly. As soon as I read this, I, I texted Dan. I'm like, I, I, that was too fast. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> too fast. Right. <laughs> right. And it took so long to get through 17. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not a good trade-off. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's over already. What? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a little loss of words for me. But, um, yeah, I've, a six plus, right? This is one of those, one of those rare issues that kind of blows the scale apart um, for me. Totally, and I'm I'm so happy that Sink is getting time to shine here. Uh, yeah. I I would love for him to get beyond the actual team. Maybe that'll happen in the future. Uh, but just I've been chomping at the bit to see what these three get up to. It's been what six months, maybe since we they first <laughs> went in. So uh, I hope we don't have to wait another six months for them to come out. Um, <laughs> well, at least it can, be like, it can be the trade-off for all the X of Swords bullshit and whatever else they try to pull later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this was, uh, It does feel like he's seeding like, bigger ideas to come later, so I wouldn't expect them to come out 
next issue. Right. But uh, uh, I just it just I'm salivating uh, at the mouth right now, just just waiting for that next issue to happen. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that's that's our books this time. So, like I said, if you uh, if there's anything that we didn't cover that the listeners really really want to hear us talk about, even if it's negative, uh, I guess let me know. But um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably depending on hopefully first of all <laughs> hopefully we won't have to go as long between episodes next time. Um, but we'll we'll probably probably just do kind of a pick list like we did this time, just kind of pick. Cool. what we want to talk about and, and keep trucking along. But, um, yeah, I think overall, with the exception of X-Men 17, a pretty strong slate of books. Um, you know, I think with without that book, we went from four to six. So that's, that's a pretty – yeah, everything in the upper half that we talked about. So like that made it a lot more, a lot more fun to talk about. So as always – Dan and Georgie, thank you so much for, for coming back and uh, just chat next with me. I appreciate it. It's it's so much fun. Um, uh, we we you know, it was sad that we had to wait so long to talk. Right. I'm glad we got to talk about these these wonderful books. Um, before we go, I just want to plug that Dan and I probably next uh, week will drop um, an episode. We're gonna do sort of a Wandavision recap episode. Nice. Uh, so. Um, spoilers definitely in there so jason you haven't watched it yet so <laughs> just just be wary um but we, right. we love that that show and so we're planning to do a uh, a recap on that and then if we if we can do it um we want to do like a, a weekly uh bucky uh falcon uh re- review episodes as well so um very uh, cool yeah if you watch one division if you haven't and uh and and be on the lookout for for those those uh episodes to come out but uh dan where, where can they find us you can find us uh podbean much like this snickcast but instead of forward slash snickcast put forward slash uh, excalibros instead and you can find us onto our excalibros uh one i nearly forgot that then and then you can also <laughs> um, type excalibros into google and you can find us on other places like itunes and stitcher and such and i think don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure i saw excalibros on spotify but no, we're on Spotify. We are if on Spotify. If you're going through Podbean, you should be. Yeah. Yes, we yes. are. I was like, that's because I was looking at my Spotify. I was like, that's been recommended to me. That's mine, right? <laughs> I was just like, that's <laughs> actually my podcast. But I was like, maybe it's someone else. I don't know. So um, I had a moment. But um, yes, you can find us anywhere. And hopefully we pick the right show to go weekly with. Because could you imagine if we've accidentally picked the wrong I one? <laughs> oh, I, I, th- I think they should all be pretty great. So um, yes. Good. So definitely, definitely go listen to it, Scalabros. Um, we we mentioned Grant a couple of times. Um, he's a, definitely a friend of both of our shows, and uh, you know gave us some some feedback on cable, and, and always gives me good feedback on the show. So just real quick, um, if you want to follow him, um, he has at about Superman on Twitter, where he does kind of a Twitter blog on his Superman read through. So definitely go check him out on Twitter and enjoy his his super tweets. Um, Grant then, is a really great guy. Love Grant. Yes, fantastic. Um, and obviously for the podcast, you can like the Facebook page and Twitter is at Snitcast. And that's going to do it. So um, I know we did most of our political talk before recording, which is probably appropriate. But um, <laughs> definitely, guys, as you're out there in the world, please be safe. Um, you know, be smart, you know, whether 
your particular body of government is looking out for your best interests or not. Uh, you know, try to be kind to one another, you know, wear your mask when you can and um, just any, uh, any other closing thoughts from you guys? I, um, I got the vaccine and I'm not dead. So go out Yay! and get the vaccine. Uh, yeah. Are you an X-Man yet? Um, no, but I feel better. It's made me like DC Comics more. So if you want to, oh. um, <laughs> that's, um, that's I'm really happy. I keep missing because you guys always talk in the early mornings of, of this country. So I keep missing um, <laughs> uh, Grant saying, read these DC books. I'm like, is it too late to reply a thing? I read them. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> I feel like so, you should give Grant a little bit more love. I'm like, oh, I'm not really into reading DC right now. And Jason's like, I'm kind of on a break from Batman. And Grant's <laughs> kind of sitting there like, these are some good books. Someone talk to me. I should I'll, definitely I'll, say I'll, something. I, I will. Um, he's been, because I've been tweeting how much DC I'm reading at the moment. And he's been constantly um, liking and commenting because we both, we both like certain runs. Um, and I just, it's just, this week has been some good DC books for once because the future state state is that what it was called? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh-huh. Uh, that wasn't really my. I wasn't jamming on all of them, but um, I had some of the new stuff is actually not too bad, apart from maybe the word Shazadam, which was weird to say out loud. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right, <coughs> awesome. Well, very good. Well, just g- gave gave Jason a cough. That's how bad yeah, it was. It did. It did. Um, <laughs> Awesome. Well, yes, again, guys, thank you for coming on. Um, go check out Scalabros. And until next time, everyone, hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And snacked. Snacked.